Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. So this is our second week of Unity Awakening, our annual fall series of Sunday talks and small groups that focus on a specific text. And this year, we are using Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She is also the author of the book Eat, Pray, Love. Some of you may have seen the movie or read the book. How many of you have read or seen that material? Great. It's wonderful. It's a lot of fun. And this is this book, Big Magic, is kind of a departure from the normal material that we've been using for Unity Awakening the last 10 years. We usually focus on something by a major Unity writer, such as uh, Eric Butterworth or Linda Martilla Whitsett or Robert Brummett. But the reason for selecting this particular material this year speaks to the topic I want to address today. And it's the second section of the book, and the idea of enchantment, from the Latin word incantare, meaning to be spellbound or attached to something in a very mystical and beautiful way. But I want to step back for just a moment. How many of you, just by a show of hands, and those of you who are at home can raise your hands too, and I can't see you, but you'll know you participated in today's query. How many of you have been a part of all 10 of the Unity Awakening series we've done for the last decade? Okay, a few of us. All right. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. It is something we started in 2013. It was my first year here, and I'm so grateful that because I had to be away last week, and Reverend Sherry Quanda, would you stand, Reverend Sherry, uh, began the series in a very beautiful way. If you have not, if you weren't with us in person, please watch the video or listen to the podcast. Uh, access to all those things is on our website. So thank you, Reverend Sherry, for doing a wonderful job getting the ball rolling and leading the metaphysical group last week. But last week, I was away. I was in Wilmington, North Carolina at my home church. I was in Unity of Christ Church of Wilmington for 20 years. I walked in in 1989 as a first-time attendee, and I walked out literally 20 years later as the departing senior minister. And in that time, I worked very closely with the founding minister, Reverend Rene Perret, who in many respects uh, I apprenticed with. I had the luxury, or <laughs> I call it a luxury, for lack of a better word, of apprenticing in my field, for better or for worse, and I think for better. And a few years ago, he and his wife, who were very close to, uh, called and said, hey, Russell, would you be willing to officiate our Celebration of Life services? And I said, well, is there something you need to tell me? And they said, no, we're just making plans. I'm like, okay, great. Well, let's make some plans. So we made plans, and the time actually came. I found out that Reverend Renee had passed on August 22nd. I was attending the Online Unity Worldwide Ministries Board of Trustees meeting. I'd been elected to the UWM board this past summer. And um, later that night, I had our own local church board meeting. And I was first elected, by the way, to the board at Unity of Wilmington in 1992. So for 31 years, I have been attending monthly church board meetings. I should get a chip for that or something. Uh, so... 
So anyway, so I'm sitting there in the UWM board meeting and a text comes through and it said that, you know, Reverend Renee had passed. And it occurred to me that August 22nd is the birth date of Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore. So I was just seeing all these dots connecting across the board. So of course, uh, when the family said we've landed on the date, September 30th for a celebration of life, will you be there? Of course, because that was my spiritual family where I came from, and now I get to be a part of this family. So anyway, that's where I was, in case you were wondering, why didn't, why wasn't he there? But one thing about that service and about that individual is that the opening prayer we often use, and we used it today, God is all, both visible and invisible, was written by Reverend Renee. And we used that for many years in the church in Wilmington, and it has always stuck with me. And the fact of his passing reminds me of that Dan Fogelberg song, the leader of the band, you may be familiar. And there's a line in there. And, in, and the singer says, I am a living legacy to the leader of the band. So I just want to just acknowledge my teacher, my mentor, my friend, for all that was invited, uh, all that he invited me to be and do. Because the day I went to him and said, I think I want to be a unity minister, his response was, let's do it. You got this. Interestingly enough, that process only took 14 years. So <laughs> that is a different talk for a different day. So we're going to be, so we're doing this work uh, and using this inspiration for the material Big Magic. And, and there was a story about how it came to pass. And Amy and I were talking about this material because she was very interested in the creative aspects and I'm interested in creativity. So I said to Amy, hey, Amy, God, would you be willing to share with the people where your inspiration came from for this material? And she said, well, as soon as I get back in from the atrium, I'm I'll come right up to the stage and, and tell you about it. <laughs> this is like the hardest working woman in the church business to date. I will tell you that. <laughs> so I was uh, perusing Facebook, as one does, and um, came across Unity's art ministry page. And they, had, um, they were showing pictures of how they had these blank, long blank walls in, in uh, I guess it's the basement of the building, yeah. yeah. And um, with that. they assigned a square to individuals or a rectangle to individuals, and it was theirs to fill however they wanted to. So they ended up with this amazing group project that you would think everybody's going to do something different. It's going to be awful. No, it was amazing. And so I said, this is something we need to do. We have all these empty walls back here. We need to do an art project. And then I started digging around more and I came across the book um, by Elizabeth Gilbert. And um, I said, oh, we need to do a whole book study and art projects. And that's what I said to Russ. And that's what she there. said. So then I went ahead and I looked at the book. I got a preview copy and I said to myself, wow, this is really cool. And I think we should do it because I was hooked. I was enchanted by what I saw. 
But I had to ask myself, why am I enchanted? What is it about this particular material that's so different from where we normally land that makes me want to make this a, a highlight of our shared year here at Unity of Fairfax? And the reasons became pretty clear pretty quickly. The first one has to do with the pandemic. Because one of the things that I've been working on with our amazing board of trustees, there's our board chair right there, uh, and our second chair presented La Palabra Diaria, one of the things we've been looking at is how do we bring the community out of the pandemic disruption? You know, that's been a big deal. And I'm sure in all of your other organizations that you're a part of in your family, in your life, in your world, it's like, this has been a really big deal and it has not at all been a good time. So how do we come out of that sort of experience? What are the big ideas that are lurking, that are looking for expression through us that can allow us to revive, re-energize, create the next iteration of Unity of Fairfax? And so as a part of this big magic experience, and we're all doing art projects, if you haven't yet, you will later today, that, uh, that we can do what, what do we need to do? And one of the ideas was Let's use some big magic and review and or revise our vision, mission, core values. Let's look at how we're doing everything. Where are the ideas that are looking for expression as we come out of this period, which will take a while. We're not done yet. We're still coming out of it, but we're going to come out of it better than we went into it. Amen? The other idea, that reason that struck me for why we would use big magic is statistics. I didn't do so well in statistics as an undergrad. There's a whole different talk around that. Some of the prayer chaplains I've confessed to about my statistics class. Um, statistics. One of the statistics that all faith communities are contending with now is the fact that numbers of participation and membership are plummeting. It's a social thing in our country. It's like interesting and kind of disappointing and maybe a little scary. And yet, the needs that are met by engaging in community with others are still there. We want to pray together. We want to support one another. We want to have amazing soup together. We want to have food together. We want to create art together. We want to sing together. We want to worship together. We want to love one another. Those needs still are there. So what are the big ideas? Where's the big magic? that will help people to come together in this new fashion, in person and online. This hybrid opportunity is right here. What are the ideas that Spirit is saying, use this one, use this one, use this one, you got it. Let's do that together. And then another reason that occurred to me is the idea of seriousness. I'm serious. Now, here in the DMV, now those of you who might not be in our area, DMV is an acronym for District Maryland, Virginia. It is very similar to Division of Motor Vehicles. Both carry a very similar energy. So, when, <laughs> especially if you're driving in the DMV. Uh, so, why I say this idea of seriousness is because so much of what happens here in our area is indeed very serious. Whether it has to do with creating of national policy, who's trying to destroy the government from inside or outside, uh, what about international trade, what do we do with this big issue, what do we do with that government policy or program, all this stuff is very serious, isn't it? It's very serious. I, I sometimes jokingly tell people that the national news is our local news, because in many respects it is, right? 
And a lot of it isn't real fluffy. It's serious. And yet, what I know, what my gut tells me, which is growing, is that there is... <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> so there's just more to love. As my friend Millicent used to say, honey, this body is built for comfort, not for speed. So anyway... Seriousness, but what I know is there is a way to engage in life and keep our joy alive. There is a way we can lean into the facts of the day and not lose our sense of humor or our expectation of creative and wonderful outcomes. And I love the fact that in Big Magic, she is funny. It's a laugh. It is a hoot. So I wanted to utilize this material for that reason. And then there's the idea of expansiveness. This is another way of saying risk-taking. So in the book, Ms. Gilbert gives all kinds of stories of taking calculated risks. You know, in life, sometimes we just got to take a calculated risk, which is different from risky behavior. But taking a calculated risk means I'm going to try something. I think it'll work. It may not work. But if it doesn't work, it was worth trying. And give it a shot, because chances are it'll succeed. You know, too often in life we ask ourselves the question, well, what's the worst that can happen? Why do we waste our energy focusing on that? Why don't we make it more of a habit to ask ourselves, hmm, what's the best that can happen? I like the possibilities of where we're going when we ask what's the best that can happen. So I shared with some friends the, the book, and I said, I'm thinking about doing this for the fall series at Unity of Fairfax this year. And a couple came back and said, you know, it's kind of shallow. You know, it's kind of fluffy. Really? You're serious about that? It's not really spiritual enough. But when I think about the material for this week, the chapter entitled Enchanté, it was about the way in which divine ideas are made manifest in our lives. This whole chapter, what I want to get into, is what she talks about is what we in unity call divine ideas. All of which leads me to Christmas. <laughs> what? No, no, stick with me. I'm here all week. So listen to this. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star in the east and have come to pay him homage. Magi. The word has many meanings, including Zoroastrian priests from modern-day Iran, Wise men, astrologers, magicians, and kings. And yes, the word magi is the root word from which the word magic is derived. So here are some tie-ins with the scripture and big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. The magi came unbidden. Mary and Joseph didn't send a telegram saying, Hey, wise guys! got a baby. We need some stuff. Why don't you all come? No, the Magi just came. They brought gifts. Divine ideas bring gifts. And in the story, they brought gold and frankincense and myrrh. Exactly. See, this is just to illustrate the point. This is very important. You should be paying attention. 
And not only that, the Magi were looking for someone to give expression to and manifest an idea. That idea being peace on earth, goodwill towards all. They came unbidden, they brought gifts, they wanted to see made manifest this one, the king of the Jews, this one who would model what it meant to be Christ consciousness in the world, to talk about the kingdom of God, where everyone is welcome all the time, come as you are, it doesn't matter who you are, you are loved and worthy just because you exist. That's what the Magi came to support, totally unbidden. You know, the Magi kind of function the way we talk about inspiration. Sometimes inspiration just comes from out of the blue or from the East. Sometimes divine ideas just come to us and we don't know where they come from. Sometimes our intuition gives us information and understanding that we can use to create something special in our lives and as our lives. And the Magi came from out of the blue, which we all know is another name for God. They just showed up and brought gifts. In the book, Ms. Gilbert says, I believe that our planet is inhabited not only by animals and plants and bacteria and viruses, we know a little too much about that, but also by divine ideas. Ideas are disembodied energetic life forms. They are completely separate from us, but are capable of interacting with us, albeit strangely. Yeah, definitely, albeit strangely. I'm sure when Mary and Joseph were sitting there, you know, in the barn, and they were looking at these guys who brought gold and frankincense and myrrh, they were probably thinking, okay, the gold I understand, but could you have brought formula and diapers? That kind of makes a little more sense with what we're going through right now, but all right, so we'll take the gold and maybe we can sell the other on eBay or the version at the time. So sometimes divine ideas come to us and inspirations come to us and they seem kind of strange. Anybody ever have a divine or a strange idea come to you and think, where did that come from? And yet, it could very well be the precise answer to the question that's on your mind or in your heart. I need to do this. This is for me. I wouldn't have thought of it this way. So let's contrast the idea of idea or divine idea as posited, um, this, this notion of these big magic ideas, uh, with what Charles Fillmore, co-founder of the Unity Movement, says about ideas. And this is a definition from the book, The Revealing Word, which is a compendium of words used by the Unity co-founder. He said, an idea, the original primary or unlimited thought of being in God mind, the eternal word or logos, the firstborn of everything in the universe is an idea in divine mind. Everything is first an idea in mind, and this law holds good not only in the creations of God, but in the forms made by man as well. In fact, we have a teaching around the Trinity that we use in unity, and it's called mind, idea, and expression, which traditionally corresponds with Father, Son, Holy Spirit, meaning there's a mind... Out of the mind comes an idea, and from the idea, we create the manifestation. And whether that's out of the mind of God or out of your own mind, we all get idea, have a mind, we get ideas, we do something about the ideas. 
So that's why we teach the creative process in unity. And that's not too far off from what Ms. Gilbert talks about in her book. So think about it. So think of some of the verbiage you've heard around not only this place, Unity of Fairfax, but other Unity and New Thought churches and centers. We talk about things such as there's no shortage of divine ideas. So whenever anything's going on, we're trying to problem solve. What we'll often ask ourselves is what's the idea that will answer this question? We stay open to divine ideas. We stay open and receptive to divine ideas. We trust our intuition. We pray for divine guidance. We are open and receptive to the living spirit of truth. We let go and let God. We'll say things like, let's take this into discernment and see what emerges from the wisdom of the group or from any one of us as an individual. We ask ourselves to stay aware of divine inspiration. Or sometimes we just come to the realization that I had a remarkable coincidence today that answers the question. All of these things are big magic, as Ms. Gilbert would talk about. All of these things are these divine ideas circulating, looking for us to grab onto and say, yes, let's do that. Divine ideas are all around us, and we always have the choice. We can say yes, or we can say no. How many times has any one of us had an idea or inspiration and we said no? And in retrospect, probably should have said yes. It's a part of being human. And if we say yes to an idea, then we'll have to work with the idea. Just because the idea comes to you doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It just means it'll be worth it. And as we say in some circles, it works if you work it and you're worth it. So in life, each one of us is ultimately on our own hero's journey. Each one of us will encounter challenges and opportunities. And the thing is, the magi are all around us at all times, bringing their gifts, their ideas, if we will simply say yes to them, because there is never a shortage of divine ideas. There's always a way through or around or above or under whatever's going on in our lives. And we're never alone. Because as we close our Sunday services here at Unity of Fairfax, we always affirm wherever we are, absolutely. And all is well, or even if it's not well, God is still there in our minds and in our hearts. So this week... I ask you to be very mindful and open to and aware of the ideas and inspirations that come your way. And if you are in the habit of saying no, at least say maybe. Write them down. Make a mental note. This popped into my mind. You know, it might be uh, you're answering a question about a job or a family situation or, or whatever. And an idea comes to you, and it's the sort that maybe you hadn't paid much attention to in the past. But this week, pay attention to it. Lean into it. Ask it to be your partner in moving forward. And even if they sound crazy, write them down. Meditate on them. And thank them for coming to you. Again. 
Who knows what gifts these magi are bringing to you, for you, and for you to share with the world. So with that, I say peace be with you. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Amy, is that too soon? Pretty quickly. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.